Passion is what makes life interesting, what ignites our soul, drives our curiosity, fuels our love, and carries our friendships, stimulates our intellect, and pushes our limits. Specialist Pat Tillman. If you don't know much about the Pat Tillman story, I would encourage you to pick up Where Men Win Glory by John Krakauer. I just picked it up last week, um, and I'm almost done with it. And it is, uh, it's a book that really covers a, a wide range of things. Uh, it's, it's about, it is the Pat Tillman story. Uh, if you don't know the story, at least look it up and look up the, I don't know if Wikipedia has a page on it. I'm sure it does. Um, look up the story on Pat Tillman, professional football player turned army ranger, uh, who was killed in, um, in Afghanistan in 2004. The question for this week, this is the Monday morning meditation. So good morning. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you're looking ahead to a great week. Uh, it's raining where we are it's supposed to rain all day today, but that will not stop me from taking a breath of fresh air and opening myself up for the first week uh, in a brand new chapter. I am post-military for a few days, or it's been a few days now, uh, and I start work today in a new job. Uh, going into a new place to meet new people, to do things I've never done before for the first time in more than a decade. And so the question today for you and for me for this week is, are we wasting our time trying to define our identity? Is self-identification counterproductive is self-identification a waste of time so in addition to the pat tillman story in addition to crack hours book over the last week uh, just in the last couple of days i listened to um, two different podcasts adam grant uh, does publishes two different podcasts the first one called work life i would encourage you to, to give that one a listen as well when you have a chance he interviewed author glennon doyle in the last episode, and she just put out a book called Untamed. She's published several books in the last few years. The last one is called Untamed, and the title of the podcast episode was, um, well, I don't have the exact title, but basically giving up the idea of identity. And as they have, as the conversation ensues, what, what they start talking about is all the change all the ups and downs and all the things that Doyle herself has gone through over time. She's 45, so not really, not old, but she's already gone through tons of change. Um, and while I don't want to spoil the podcast episode, it is, it is very enlightening. It is illuminating to think about the idea that instead of constantly worrying about who am I, and trying to answer that question, instead saying, I'm not going to worry about answering it. And I'm simply going to chase what I think, what makes me happy, what makes my family happy, what fulfills me and my family's needs and wants. And if that changes, 
um, not to be stressed by it, but in fact, to be gratified because now you get a chance to try something new. I think this is especially apt if you are going through any kind of professional or personal transition. As always, I encourage every single one of you to listen and to ask, ask this question of yourself this week. But particularly if you are in a transitional period, particularly if you're in a military transition, I spent months upon months asking myself, who am I? And in the week leading up to my separation from the Air Force, I, I remember thinking, I haven't answered this question. I don't know if I've made progress. I think I made incremental progress in a few areas. I took uh, about a month of leave at the end of my time, which really helped me ask myself the question in different ways from different angles. I was working on things I wanted to work on. I was chasing what I wanted to chase. But at the end of that month and at the end of my time in uniform, I'm, I don't know how close, if at all, how much closer I am to the answer to that question. Who am I? What am I about? You've heard me talk before about the idea that if you spend any length of time in the military, it's possible that your identity will become so, it will build a symbiotic relationship with the uniform. It builds a symbiotic relationship with the specialty you're in, with whatever it is that you do. And the, the upside to that, of course, is you become invested in what you do. You become invested in the airmen or the service members, whoever you're working with. But the downside, of course, is what happens when you leave, which is a given for all of us. Anybody who wears the uniform, you will leave the service at some point, whether after one tour or after so many that you've built up 40 to 45 years however many of, of active duty time, no matter what, you will leave. And the harder it is to extricate yourself from that uniform, from that technical specialty, the harder it is to answer, who am I? And I think there, there are a lot of pressures out there that suggest to us, we have to have an answer to that question so that when somebody on the street just asks us randomly, because apparently that's what happens in real life, you have to have an answer. So at, at one point, I experimented with, well, I'm a father, which is true. I'm a husband, which is true. Uh, I'm a writer, which is true. But is that it? And I, and I felt bad immediately saying that. And then Maggie was, was quick to remind me, you know, of, of course, you're a father. You're a loving father. Your, your boys love you. But they won't be home forever. Right. If we've done our jobs correctly, uh, they'll graduate from high school. They'll they may choose college. They may not. They may get a job. Whatever. They're going to find a significant other. They're going to move away. They're going to move out. Uh, no, no matter how much Maggie may want them to move next door or down the street, right? They will move out of the house. And so, simply identifying myself as I'm a father, even that doesn't get you get me to one hundred percent. What else is there that defines me? And so that quote from Pat Tillman is from a journal entry of his that Krakauer cites in the book. And it got me thinking. So I read that quote after I had listened to the Glennon Doyle podcast episode. And Doyle talks a lot about, you know, we, we feel so much pressure to identify as something. She was married to a man about 10 years. She has children. 
come to find out that the man had been unfaithful from the start. So that marriage was doomed to failure. As it turned out, the marriage ended. She's now married to Abby Wambach, who is a, a U.S. soccer star, women's soccer star. And Doyle talks about how every media interview she did for the first, I guess, couple of years after they got married, the first question invariably that the interviewer would ask, that the reporter would ask is, what are you? As if that would be an open door to the rest of a useful conversation. So she handled that question best she could, but that was part of a process she went through to finally realize that trying to define ourselves by whatever moniker we're asked about, our race, our gender, our religion, a particular creed, a particular job, a particular technical specialty, a particular relationship, maybe it's not useful at all. Maybe what we should worry about is, is what is pulling us in the moment. So Tillman's quote about passion still absolutely applies. Passion is what gives life interest and meaning and depth and color. But we don't have to go far enough or so far as to define ourselves by that passion because as soon as you pick up another one or you are less interested in the one you had prior, does that immediately mean your identity is in crisis? because I didn't stay in the Air Force longer, does that mean I am somehow less of a person? I hope not. I don't think so. Uh, if you've ever read, well, David Epstein wrote a book called Range. It's been out now a few years. And famously, it counters um, the 10,000 hour rule made popular by Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. If you've, if you've, Ever, if you've never read either of those books, I would recommend both of them. Uh, even though Outliers maybe is, is outdated in its thinking and its, in its ideas, and Gladwell has said as much publicly, David Epstein's book, Range, was a critical book, not just for me, but a critical book that helped me articulate an argument that I have been trying to make for a long time. And it's that the effort to specialize, to specify, to narrow down our aperture can actually be wildly counterproductive, right? So Tiger Woods became a phenomenal golfer because he was a two-year-old who picked up a putter who wanted to start hitting golf balls with his father. And his father was relentless in training Tiger and Tiger was relentless in his own training in pursuing the goal of being an expert golfer and became one of the world's best-known golfers. Roger Federer is the opposite side of the coin, and one of the core stories that Epstein relies on to tie the book together. Roger Federer is one of the world's best-known tennis players, yet did anything but practice tennis when he was a kid. He played all sorts of other sports. He did all sorts of other things. He dabbled. As someone now, in my case, who's interested in all sorts of stuff, I have a very hard time fitting myself into a headline on social media, fitting myself into a particular category or bucket or description. 
And I hear constantly, right, if you're going to be successful in business, if you're going to be successful in marketing, if you're going to be successful here and there, you have to really hone down your core message and you have to be specific. And in all of the interests I have, I can be specific, but I have more than one specific interest. Is that a bad thing? I have seen college students under pressure to specialize and under pressure to narrow down and narrow down and narrow down, driven to tears because now they're having to pick among three or four really interesting, really key areas or subject areas or topics that they're super passionate about, super into. And the institution they join says, no, you just got to pick one. We don't care about the rest of your stuff. We need you to pick one. We need you to, we need you to describe yourself by one label, not four. And it was immensely stressful for some of them. Trying to answer the question, who am I, became immensely stressful for me. And while I don't think I'm done asking that question, I do want to focus on a different question this week, and I would encourage you to do the same, is asking yourself that question, who am I, or even what am I about, is it counterproductive? Is it actually doing more harm than good? I'll leave you with this. Mark Manson, uh, who's famous for two books now, the first one was... um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Heck of a title. Uh, Orange Dust Jacket. It's a pretty short read. You can find it. Um, I've actually seen it at grocery stores. I've seen it at you know, Target and Meyer and those types of places. You can also still find it online, of course, at Amazon. Uh, and he's got a follow-on book out, the title of which I don't remember, so I, I won't try to paraphrase it. But Manson's first book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, really talks about, you know, you are not perfect and embracing the idea that you are not perfect. So stop trying to shoot for something that is so specific and perfect because really that's just external pressure acting on you. Okay, that's a really dumbed down, boiled down version. If you haven't read the book or you're not familiar with it, I would encourage you to go pick it up or at least take a look at it on Amazon. But what's What I want to point out is an article Manson has on his blog that I found also this weekend, the title, Screw Finding Your Passion. And the argument comes down to this. People get interested in all sorts of things, and they could spend a whole day just time passing, and they're not paying attention to anything but this one thing they're doing. They are super focused on writing something, editing a video, making some music, playing with their kids, whatever it is, right? And you've, you've probably been in that situation, right? You are so focused. You are so energized by whatever it is you're doing. Time just blows by. And he says, these same people will email me, will approach me, will talk to me, and they'll say, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know what makes me passionate, and I have to find something that makes me money and gets my parents off my back. And he's like, first off, Some idiot with a blog and a book that includes profanity on the cover isn't going to be able to help you. Okay. Humor aside, jokes aside, he then says, what have you been doing? What are you interested in right now? And what is it that keeps your attention? What is it that you're thinking about that you can't stop thinking about right now? Investigate that. Dig into that. Because for whatever reason, you're into it. 
And it doesn't matter how superficial or quote unquote dumb or simple you think it is. If that's the thing that's capturing your attention, investigate that, interrogate that idea and see if there's something there. Maybe you're just into it. It's a passing whim. Okay. That's one thing, but me personally, I've been writing for more than 20 years and yet I tell very few people about it because I don't assume, well, I don't know. I guess I assume that people either won't respect it or they'll just laugh at it, right? Because tons of people write and never take it anywhere. I've published in a few places. I'm working on a book now that I'm really excited about. And this is the first project where I feel like I'm not only excited about the story, but this is probably some of the best writing I've done, which is not to say it's good. But for me, it feels pretty good. So I'm going to continue to chase it regardless of where it ends up. According to Manson, that is passion, not something that you have to go out and find and catalog and label. It is simply what is it that's driving you in that moment? What is it that's giving your life the color and the depth that excites you? That's what Tillman reminds us. Glennon Doyle would tell us, don't worry about the labels and don't give a shit about what other people are asking you. What defines you? Who are you? Go do the things that are making you happy, that fulfill you, and yes, that allow you to support your family. But that can be more than one thing. And that can be more than one thing that changes over time. Is the process of self-identification, self-labeling, self-categorization even worth it? Or should we just stop wasting our time? It's Monday morning. It's raining in central Ohio. I hope the weather is, is great wherever you are, even if it's not. Take some time. Take a breath of fresh air. Spend a few minutes outside. Break a sweat today. Hug a loved one. Tell them how important it is that they are in your life today. And lead well. Have a great week.